0: This episode of You Are God is broadcast to you courtesy of mindworthyinfo.com and it is this episode of You Are God is broadcast to you courtesy of mindworthyinfo.com. Please go over to mindworthyinfo.com and subscribe because we have some wonderful things coming to your inbox. This episode is presented to you by yours truly, Rasheel Dixon, and the name of this episode is listening to that God that is calling on you. Um, we thank you so much for listening, and I hope you are enjoying the show so much. And so far, I should say, um, everything is going well on our side. I'm happy and pleased. Now, when you listen to that God that is in you, you ever had that feeling rumble within you, and that feeling is telling you all types of things, and you go against it, and once you go against it, it causes you all types of issues. You ever heard a voice in your stomach or in your head or whatever it is direct you to a path and then you turn away from it and every time you probably tell yourself whenever I go against this instinct or go against this that's telling me it always results into bad results because you're going against that God in you that is connecting you to your emotions and it is telling you and signaling something within you to let you know that you are supposed to do something else that will give you a desired outcome but human beings are a stubborn species a species that is so stubborn that everyone a person will know something is bad for them but will continue doing it even though they know the end results will not be something that will be in their favor Just look at people who will constantly smoke cigarettes. You know that a cigarette is detrimental to your health. You know that a cigarette will ruin you health-wise. But people come up with excuses and will say, I need it to help with my stress. I need it to help with my problems. I am stressed out. I need a cigarette. A cigarette calms me. Well, those people don't understand that. That cigarette that they believe is calming them or helping them in the long run will bring them more issues. When you go against that feeling that is inside you, you cause nothing but problems. We can go to Philippians chapter two, verse thirteen. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and do of his good pleasure. All the good that is in you, and any time you get that feeling, it is God. It is God moving you. It is God that's in you. It is God because you are God. And as I said before, the purpose of this show, these snippets, are to open up your eyes and awaken you spiritually to let you see that the Bible is a book all about you and not about nothing else. It's not about when you die, how you're going to live forever, either in this place where you burn and you are casted into fire because your earthly life wasn't something that God intended for you to live. But yet this same God gives you free will, but this same God also is mad when you express your free will. That makes absolutely no sense at all. And we are here to show you exactly what that is. So you see that this God that I tell you is in you. It is in you all around and throughout every part of your life and everything that you do, God is there for you. But you have to tap into this God and know that once you see something in your mind, in your imagination, that is where God is. And God is in all of our imaginations because thoughts create reality. Everything is a thought. And everything that you think of can be what will be your reality, It will become your reality. If you think of nothing, your life becomes nothing. If you think of great things, great things happen. If you think it's too hard, everything Will be hard. You manifest your world, and the purpose of these snippets is to show you that you can control this and you can use it in a way that will help you in every step of your journey in this realm. Now, as we continue on, I want you to see that, and God on Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Now, this Garden of Eden that man has been looking for all the centuries has never found it because the Garden of Eden is in all of us. It is buried within our minds. And then the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. Now, this is where it gets a little tricky. Every tree that man can eat from in the garden. He can eat from every tree, every tree here. But it's only one tree that the Lord is saying, you cannot touch it. And now, When I say the Lord is saying, this isn't a being that is separate from us. This text now is a spiritual formula that was inspired by divine thought from illuminated individuals who wrote this down. And it's all metaphors, parables. It is all allegory. And now as we go on and we understand now that man is now in this garden and man is able to eat from every tree freely but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil that thou shalt not eat of it for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. What does this mean? Is man not going to die if he doesn't eat from this? No. This is an allegory speaking that once man eats from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, man is now able to understand what is going on around him. Man can now see good, man can now see evil. Man can die in the sense of never become nothing in life and die in misery and die to his sins. As I stated, and I told you what sin really means, it comes from when archers used to shoot their bow and they would miss their target and they say, I have sinned. So it is synonymous with failure. It has nothing to do with what the church and the high-ranking officials of the church has programmed people to believe, as in if you sin, you will go to hell. And this guy with a pitchfork and a tail and hoof feet and bad ears are waiting for you because you didn't live a life that God wanted you to live. And now God is sending you to the opposite of him, who is this guy in the place called hell, and you will burn forever. No, that's not what is really being discussed here. Once man started eating from the tree of good knowledge of good and evil... Um, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. So now man is created in philosophy and man is here. And this man that we're speaking of is your conscious mind because that is a masculine part of human beings. Your conscious mind brings everything. So now God is saying that, hmm, man is alone. Man needs a counterpart. Man needs another, another being like him, but yet the opposite. Of man. Thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. I will make him and help meet for him. What does that mean? Now, the Lord is saying, Now man needs help. Man cannot procreate. Man cannot have certain things without having this help that is his opposite. There is so much Little and so much that man can do all by himself without having a counterpart. And once man go on and man has this counterpart, man realize what is going on with man here. So, and out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Now, scientifically, we know this is not true. Adam didn't name every creature, and that's how now every single animal or every single thing on this earth has a name because of Adam. We know this right here isn't true, but as you understand it for the metaphors and for what it's supposed to be, you understand that Adam is the first state of consciousness that man is now starting to move forward in every animal and everything that flies and every, um, creature that it says Adam named are just different states of consciousness. And now once Adam, uh, they were brought unto Adam to see what he would call them and whatsoever Adam called every living creature that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, it was not found in help meat for him. Adam was still lonely. So now we see that man is creating and the conscious mind is going forward in different states of conscience, but the man is still lonely. And so the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. And now he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh inside thereof. Now, You will have people who will take this literally and believe that a rib was actually ripped out of a human being and then magic created and a woman was there. But this is figuratively speaking and metaphorically and allegorically speaking. What does a rib mean? Your ribs is close to your heart. Your heart signifies a connection to another. So now when you see how the Hebrews are writing this, that rib that it says God took to create the counterpart for Adam is nothing more than symbolically speaking of the connection that man and woman has. But this is not talking about individual people. It's talking about the connection that the conscious mind, which is man, and the subconscious mind, which is woman, has. Because whatever you impregnate, on the subconscious mind comes to life and the conscious mind brings it to life because the subconscious is always in the background pulling the strings as women are always doing within relationships so now we see that adam gives all of these animals and these cattle and everything names the lord god caused that deep sleep to fall upon him and once he took the ribs out of him and the rib which the lord god had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. So now we see as man starts to go forward and man is developing and the conscious mind is starting to build. Now the woman comes and this is the subconscious. And we see that the woman now is the one that is going to help man. But now there for shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh the father and the mother are of course we know in you know speaking literally when a man gets married he now exits his home and he goes to start a family with his newly wed and his new wife but right here even though the hebrew you the hebrews use real deal Actual things that happen in human life, what they were speaking is your father and your mother are the father and the mother thoughts to what you have. And now when you leave those thoughts and you create your own based on what you just thought of, now your wife is the subconscious that you align yourself with. And they were both naked. They were naked because they were in their purest form. And this caused no shame they had no shame because they didn't understand but now here we see the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made and he said unto the woman yea hath God said yea should not eat of every tree of the garden so now we see what is a serpent if we study what the serpent is Christianity labels serpents as evil, as no good, as bad, because the priesthood controlled the church, but the priesthood knows the truth. If we look at every culture throughout um the Egyptians, the ancients, any culture you want to chase or look at, a serpent always represented knowledge. A serpent always represented your kundalini being raised, because everyone has that, and it is in your back, and it goes up to your spine, and once your kundalini is raised, you are just so 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 focused and you are more adept to taking a higher dose of knowledge because this right here can basically help you out and now the serpent we see is talking to the woman and the woman here is a subconscious mind and that like what i said before you know that feeling inside you that tells you What you're supposed to do, that is that God feeling, that when you get the desire for something, that is God speaking. When you get the emotions all rallied up or you feel like, whoa, what's going on? That is God. That's that infinite intelligence that I always speak of. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, in the middle of the garden. This garden is in your mind, remember that. Um, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And then the serpent turns to the woman and said to her, Ye shall not surely die. So now you see that what we are told that the serpent is evil but the serpent is actually speaking truth as if, if you eat from this tree and you eat and you gain the knowledge. You're not gonna die but you will be awoken It's going against what God said or what man has written that God said, but when you go against the grain, sometimes you get a result that you didn't expect, but you can also get something that will help you out. So now we see, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. You see what I said? After that, once you eat from the tree, even God had said that, now you will surely taste death. You will know everything that's going on around you. Your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And as I always say, you are a God. Once you eat from this tree, even though you was told not to do it, it is forbidding. Even though you can say that the same God that man prays and man knows told them not to do something, but yet when man went and did it, the same God has opened up their eyes and, So it was a good bad to some, to others it was actually needed so man can understand what he is. Now we see this going on, this is going on in the mind of man and once you eat from something where you gain the knowledge you're supposed to you get your eyes open and now ye shall be as gods knowing good and evil. How many people nowadays walk around and still have no concept of good and evil? Have no concept of them being gods because they haven't eaten from this tree yet. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise make you wise, it will make you wise. She took of the fruit thereof. This is the subconscious now. Eating the fruit that will allow the mind of man to be able to bring forth what it's supposed to bring forth and that is the knowledge so we can go ahead as a species, and she did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So now once you impregnate the subconscious with whatever thought or whatever you want, the conscious mind brings it forward so you can say that the subconscious has now given some of this knowledge of fruit or food to the conscious mind, which is her husband, to allow him to eat. So. Their eyes can be open, And here we go as we see it that and the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. So now they're able to see what was going on. They're seeing the world around them. It's just like when you open up your eyes and you awaken to this teaching and these this knowledge. You start to see that you were naked. You thought you knew what you knew, but you didn't really know what you thought you knew. You see the world for what it really is and you see people. who they are, a bunch of complainers, a bunch of miserable people, only someone that is also awoke can understand your issues or understand whatever you're facing because you can speak the same knowledge of them. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, as I said before, and that is what was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, hmm... Isn't that great? The same tree that you were told not to eat from. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. They were naked because they saw the shame of the world and the mind sees all the issues and all the problems that faces this world. So the fig trees are meant to cover up man from the shame. Cover up your eyes from all of the lies that you were told or what you believed in. When it comes to this row. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. In the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord and God. Amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Where are you? We can say. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. So now we see this as in Adam, the conscious mind talking to God and that God is that feeling within you that I said before. That same feeling that we all have to this day, the same desires, the same gut feeling, whatever you may call it, the objective, subjective mind, um, energy, a vibe, a spirit, anything that you choose to call it. This is what it is. Adam was now filled with shame because he was now naked. And when you are awakened to the truth, we are all we all are naked, but those who understand the truth and understand life and see it in a spiritual realm are no longer aware of being naked. They are I mean they are now aware of being naked and they are no longer walking around naive with a sense of naivety like how many do. And this is when the Lord said, hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shalt, shouldest not eat? And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. So we hear, we see here that man is now blaming the woman for his problem. He is blaming the woman for what is now happening going against what the God in the Bible has told him not to do. And how many people now will not take responsibility for their actions and will blame someone else? They will blame and blame and blame because they don't want to accept their responsibility. And the subconscious mind now, no one will admit it, but you cause all your problems. Here, like how Adam cause his problems and God was mad at him. That happens to you all the time. All your problems. And then your God, which is that inner feeling, that energy, the laws of nature, everything that we know is natural law, you go against it and then all your problems occur. We see that on a regular basis. So now, as he is blaming the woman, and he said he heard the voice and the voice now, but at first he didn't, he was never this scared and now he is scared, he's petrified. And the man said that this is where everything starts going downhill. And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me off the tree and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me. I did eat. Now the woman is blaming the serpent and this serpent, if you understand it, the serpent is a representation of knowledge. This is when you're starting to wake up and you shall surely die and when you eat from this tree you are now a god, as it stated before. And this is, and the Lord said unto the serpent, now the Lord turns to this same serpent that has now provoked them adam and eve to eat of the tree that the lord said not to eat from because thou hast done this thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field upon thy belly shalt thou go and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life and i will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Understand this. Enmity between the man and the woman. This will cause conflicts. How many people are having conflicts with their subconscious and their conscious mind? They're thinking of something and they want something else to happen, but they're in conflict. They're trying to force something that's not there, and they're in conflict. They're all always in conflict. So many people are always in conflict with, between their conscious and subconscious mind mind that this conflict is detrimental to a human beings or a person's growth, their spiritual growth, and it is no good. Brothers and sisters, I just want to leave you with that. I want us to continue this, but I want to just give you a little snippet. Go on over to mindworthyinfo.com and we will continue the rest. And I hope you all understand this brief snippet and may we Continue your spiritual awakening and keep the journey going. This has been Rasheel Dixon. Now, let us go into the silence.